Welcome to Musically Challenged, your weekly helping of random music conversations based on whatever topic the guys choose. Their goal is to entertain and inform you on a variety of themes. This podcast is an expression of their lifelong love and commitment to music. Simply stated, music is life. Thoughts and comments expressed here are the opinions of Chad and Lou, and not necessarily those of Al Seeger or Point of Insanity Game Studios. Caution, this show may include adult themes and language. Once again, welcome to Musically Challenged. Here are your hosts, Chad and Lou. Hello and welcome to Musically Challenged, Episode 1, Misheard Lyrics. Welcome to this inaugural episode of Musically Challenged, where Lou and I will take you on a journey through all those very strange lyrics we have all given to songs when you just really don't know what the guy or gal singing is saying. You know, so you make up the words that you think fit there and you sing them at the top of your lungs. We're going to spend some time going over ones we have found and try to discuss a few things. 1. Do the made-up lyrics make sense? I mean, if you sing them in the context of the song, do they make sense? I mean, that's kind of the first step. 2. What are the real lyrics? Do they make sense? Uh, Because we've all heard that song where when you find out the real lyrics, you're like, huh? So, and number three, which ones make us laugh and which ones make us cringe? So, how's it going, Luke? It's going pretty well. How was your new year? My new year was great. And yours? Pretty pretty low-key, actually. Did some, just some cooking and movies and just... Listen to nothing going on, which is always a plus. Right? Yeah, I mean, you know, there was there were some bad things that happened over the new year, but let's not get into that. That's not what this is about. What you been listening to lately, Lou? Well, really, it's been a little bit across the board. Um, working on research for work and everything, it's really been a, a mix of classic rock and classical, some soundtracks, and a very small, a small smattering of hip hop. So pretty much top to bottom, all over the place. How about yourself? Um, sadly, and I can't believe I'm going to admit this on, on, uh, on this show, but I've been listening to Miley Cyrus a lot lately and that kind of teeny bop kind of, I don't know why I'm just in that mode right now. No judgments. I mean, you do have kids, so that could come with the territory. I suppose it could, but, um, they don't listen to Miley Cyrus, so. I, that I wouldn't have admitted. (laughs) Well, you know, honestly, she has a great voice. Agreed. Uh, some of her music is done very well, and the rest of it I just don't listen to. You know, and you're right, and this is, of course, not our topic here, but she does have a good voice, um, and her antics and real-life persona, as opposed to her music, if you hold it aside, she is a, a good artist. Yes, absolutely. All right, so the reason we're here, what the reason that these people are tuning in to listen to our first episode here is misheard lyrics. We've all done it. We've all sang the song the wrong way for years, and then you find out the right words, and I don't know about you, but sometimes I still sing the wrong words because, well, I like them better than the originals. Well, that, and it's just one of those things that's been so ingrained in your mind that if you've been singing it long for so, uh, wrong for so long, you hear the correct ones, you're like, no, you know what, I like the old ones better. <laughs> I, I prefer the wrong ones. Exactly. So, I'm going to say, let's just jump into this. I've got one here. Now... We're both classic rock guys. Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody. And we all know the original lyrics, Beelzebub had a devil put aside for me. Indeed. Well, one of them I found here says, BL, Seaboob, so BL as in a name, BL Seaboob, got a devil at her side for me. Now, that made me laugh, honestly. That's that's the reason it's on my list. Um, Who is BL and whose boobs are she looking at? Right, I, it, and that's important because 
BL might be a guy, might be a girl. But as far as the boobs go, that's the important part of this misheard lyric in my mind. I mean, that's for that jumped out at me. <laughs> so, um, now let's let's go to our criteria. Do the made up lyrics make sense? No, no, not at no, all. No, I mean anybody that's heard the song more than once. And to be fair, this kind of jumps into the second one too. I mean, the original lyrics. It's one of those where, especially as a youth, when you first heard it, unless you're a lot older and you're listening to this, you looked at this going, first of all, who the hell is Beelzebub? Ironic, and no pun intended, of course. Right, right. And what, what? I, I don't get it. The song itself. I mean, I understand it tells a story, but at the same time, it's just one of those where it's like, okay, so maybe BLC and boobs is makes more sense, right? You know, and 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 it is one of those things where if you actually look at the words in the song, it's it's several different songs meshed together. Is the way I I mean, it has three distinct pieces that they all feel different. Ooh. They're all a different, almost a different type of music. And through, you know, uh, through Queen and through, uh, uh, um, oh man, what was his name? The guy, the lead singer. Um, Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury, sorry. Uh, Freddie Mercury stitched them together in, in a seamless way because of what he was able to do on the microphone, on the stage kind of thing. But the words themselves, the song itself, don't make a whole lot of sense if you ask me. No, not really. So now... We go, what does this do? Does this make you laugh, or does this one make you cringe? Uh, made me laugh. Uh, it, it seemed almost a little bit, a slight bit forced, but at the same time, anytime you talk about boobs, or farts for that matter, it's funny. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I agree. This one was funny. So, uh, let's go on to the first one you've got. Well, the first one I found was from Alanis Morissette, and it was from the song You Ought to Know. The original lyric was, it's not fair to deny me the cross I bear that you gave to me. Okay. And misheard was, it's not fair to deny me the cross-eyed bear that you gave to me. <laughs> and I'm going to answer the the question, the last question first. It made me laugh. I, oh, gi- I, mean, I giggled like crazy. I, I heard it before we started, and I just laughed again, because it's, well, it's funny. So... All right, so the made-up lyrics, do they make sense? Uh, it Kind of, actually, yes, because I'm sorry, if you got a stuffed animal and it had cross eyes, why the hell would you accept it? It's like, this is, no, I thank you for the gift, but no thank you? I would get a, I, do you have a gift receipt? <laughs> do you have a gift receipt? Do you have a, a, a gift, uh, do you have a, a gift card that I can go have my bear's eyes fixed? Or just take it back and get one that can see straight. <laughs> I suppose I suppose that would be kind of unnerving, a little bit like, have you ever seen those old porcelain dolls that are just creepy as shit? That it doesn't matter where you're sitting, just like the pictures that the eyes follow you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but those those little creepy porcelain dolls that just they're on a they're on a shelf somewhere, and you're like, that fucker's coming to life. And and you know what? If it does, I'm I'm out, I'm tapping out right there. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. So it doesn't make sense. Yes, it does make sense. Um. I don't feel it was forced either, because if no. you listen to it, it, it seems to flow. Yes, absolutely. And I would agree that the real lyrics, they also make sense. You know, I listened to a lot of Alanis Morissette in high school, because, you know, teenage angst, I don't know, she Ooh, was, was hot. Well, well, I wouldn't go there, but it was at the same, about this, I like Liz Fair better, but... Oh, well, fair enough. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, no, uh, not even, it wasn't forced, it was just... <laughs> Um, but yes, I, I, it was one of those where that was just the time. I mean, that was what, mid-90s, would you say, like yeah. 95-ish or so? Yeah, yeah. And that was, she was all over the radio. All right, so my next one, and you may want, I know you've got one from Led Zeppelin as well, uh, but Stairway to Heaven, and I think we're both from Stairway to Heaven. Oh, yeah. 
All right, so mine is, uh, and I'm going to tell you this one before I even say anything else. This one made me laugh and will probably make me laugh again because, <laughs> well, because. So Stairway to Heaven, Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven, the original lyrics are, all that glitters is gold. So the misheard lyric is, all that clitoris is gold. <laughs> Okay. And I not only does it make me laugh, but I tend to agree with that statement. Explain. Um, anytime I'm near a clitoris, I'm golden. If you're close enough to get to it, yes, I guess. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, if you're in if you're in a position where you're close enough to see and or experience, you pretty much don't have any other work to put in. Exactly. So that uh, you know the real lyrics do they make sense? Yes, all that glitters is gold. Um, do the made-up lyrics make sense? No. No. <laughs> but... They're entertaining. They're entertaining, absolutely. So this one, this is, goes under the... This one makes me laugh. And mine from, from the same song, there's the real lyric is as we wind on down the road as the song starts to pick up towards the end. Correct. And the misheard lyric, lyric is there's a wino down the road, which makes... It can make sense, and I'm sorry, I'm chuckling right now just hearing it. Right. Because it just makes me think of as you're you know walking up the street and you see just some brown bag and bum sitting there with a bottle of wine and thinking about stairway to heaven and an alcoholic bum and the way you put it now now i feel terrible saying that but at the same time <laughs> it's it, it made me laugh reading this and i've heard this song so many times and that was one of those that even hearing the correct lyrics and wrong lyrics i'm like you know what i've been hearing it wrong ever since i was younger yeah i mean there's a lot of songs even in the research that i was doing that i'm like those aren't the words you know you see the mist misheard lyrics and you're like those aren't the words well just like in fact i'm just going to jump in another one here and then we'll come back to it just like margaritaville for jimmy buffett it's wasting away again in margaritaville but it sounds like they're saying wasted away again well of course you're wasted away again so right the misheard lyrics make just as much if not more sense than the original lyrics i would agree one from led zeppelin from stairway to heaven do the made-up lyrics make sense I, I don't know. It depends on how you define sense. Well, it all depends on how you interpret the song itself. Because the song itself has multiple different interpretations. And, I mean, it has a defined story, but at the same time, not entirely. I mean, we're talking about a lot of symbolism and everything else. So, basically, this woman who is got her blinders on, and this is what she's seeing, if we're going in the literal sense. Right. All of a sudden sees, you know where her illusion shattered by seeing real life and like a bum sitting on the road as opposed to everything being starry-eyed. So in that sense, yes, I can see how it makes sense. Okay, you know, you're, you're kind of changing me here because I was going to say no, it doesn't make sense. But when you look at it, I guess, in the whole aspect of the entire song as one and, you know, being that that's what the song is really kind of about, that does make sense. So yeah, we're going to say the real lyrics, or the made-up lyrics do make sense. Uh, the real lyrics, sure. Makes sense as, as much as anything Led Zeppelin made sense. It depends <laughs> on what mind-altering substance you were listening to. At exactly. The time. So, um, all right. So, what's in your what's your next one? You know, my next one, and this one was "Summer of '69" by Brian Adams. Okay. The, the first line of the song, and is just it's it's a classic song. Is I got my first real six string. He's talking about buying his first guitar and so on and so forth. The mystery lyric was I got my first real sex dream, which. You know, this makes me laugh because... The title of the song is Summer of 69? 69. Yes, exactly. So, okay, does it make sense? If you only go based on the title, yes. If you only go based on the title and the fact that you have just that one line of music, sure. But if we go to the second line, which is bought it at the five and dime. Right. 
you show me the store where you can buy sex dreams at. This is not Inception. <laughs> exactly. So, so right. If we take it as a whole, do the do the made up lyrics make sense? No. Um, if you take it in the concept of this is called the summer of '69, and this is the first line, and that's what you hear. I suppose it kind of makes sense to me. And then with yours, cringe or laugh? It's absolutely laugh. I mean, absolutely, yeah. It's, it's hilarious. Now the real lyrics, sure, makes sense. Yeah, telling a story, just yep. like uh, Mellencamp did the same thing in his time as, you know, Brian Adams is kind of a Canadian John Mellencamp, if you think about it, the yeah. working, working man type person. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it tells a great story, just like Jack and Diane would for for Mellencamp. And <laughs> you know what? It's it's nice that you admit that you got your first sex dream in '69. Good on you. <laughs> exactly. Fortunately, unfortunately for me, I didn't come around for a few more years, so. I didn't have a sex dream in 69. If only, though. <laughs> All right, so let's see. And what do we, you got? I'm going to go here. I'm going to do a little... I'm going to go a little heavy metal on you here. A little Metallica. Okay. A little Enter Sandman. You know that that gritty... Arena rock. Arena rock, yeah. I mean, Metallica's Enter Sandman was just that... But the the video that one with it was just very gritty. It had that old man in it, you know, and... Oh, it was very... It was almost seizure-inducing with yeah. those strobing lights. Oh, yeah, with the strobing lights. Oh, yeah, and on a big screen, that would have sucked. Oh, my God. that That's vomit-inducing, almost. So, the... Uh, everybody that knows this song knows the words, Exit Light, Enter Night. Right. Now, the misheard lyrics... And I, I have to admit, these both make me laugh and make me cringe. So the the misheard lyrics are "ain't shit," right? <laughs> and then "ain't your turn, kite." Now I don't know who names their kid kite. Well, you know, and not to go, take that step further, but kite also sounds like a certain derogatory term. Yes, and I thought about that when I put it here, but I'm like, it it literally says kite, not. The other thing. No, I understand. I'm just saying maybe that could have been something, but we're trying to PC it a little bit. But. Right. Um, <laughs> and also from that same song are the words, keep you warm within, keep you free from sin. Right. And the misheard lyrics I have are, always thin, keep your free throws in. That one seems a little forced because where in this song would you think they're talking about basketball? Uh, yeah, nowhere. Uh, no, I mean, that's great advice if you're on the college basketball court. Right. But as far as a song about dark and sleeping and evil and so on and so forth, and all of a sudden, hey, don't forget your free throws. <laughs> okay, sure. Like, like all of a sudden, you know, James Hetfield's like, oh, I forgot to tell my kid, make yeah. your free throws! <laughs> Otherwise, it'll be a nightmare for you. Right! <laughs> that, I think that would be about the only way that this would work. And I think that's stretching a little bit far, but... So for the first one, like I said, it made me it made me laugh and it made me cringe. Mm -hmm. and, and the second one, it kind of makes me laugh, but it doesn't work in the in the scenario of made up lyrics. They don't make sense. No, and I have to say that the the first one, the uh, the exit light, uh, yep. exit right, and then the whole oh, shit right. And I'm, I'm deviating just a second. It just made me think of Goonies at the beginning when Chunk breaks the statue and goes, "Oh shit, what?" <laughs> And that's the other reason I was chuckling at it a little bit. Uh, and I still have to watch Goonies. Oh, uh, you have not heard it? Seen it? I have never seen Goonies. That that and the Sandlot we are doing. Okay. All right. One of mine, the next one I have here, and this is um, another 80s hair metal because I, it's stretching to call it metal, but um, hair band. Yep. Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer. Okay. The original lyric is, it doesn't make a difference if we make it or not. The Mr. lyric is, it doesn't make a difference if we're naked or not. 
You know what? And one of the things that I read was that due to the amount of topless people at Bon Jovi concerts in the 80s, that would make sense. Yes, but it's one of those things where it does matter if you're naked or not. Fair. Well, when you get there during the concert. Or the... Well, I suppose. Uh, now, I I love Bon Jovi. I'm a huge Bon Jovi. I, I'm like, if we want to use wrestling terms, I am a Bon Jovi mark. <laughs> I own almost every album they've ever made. Really? Oh, yes. And I finally, finally, finally got to see them in concert back in um, 2013, I think it was. Do you really consider that Bon Jovi, though, because he had a short crop top cut, though? I do consider it Bon Jovi, because they did... I mean, I had a list of, I think it was 15 songs. I'm like, these are the songs I would love to hear live. And they did all but two of them. Really? And most of them were not the new stuff, trust me. What, didn't he do a country phase? He did one album, he did a... And he uh, thought he was an actor, too? And... Well, yeah, he did think he was an actor. And, you know, he did a movie that wasn't too bad. It was a chick flick, of course, because, you know, it's John Bon Jovi. And... He was in Sex and the City, too. Was he? Yeah, he was a love interest in that. Yeah, you know how many episodes of Sex and the City I've ever seen? I'll admit, I saw the entire series because it was a trade-off with my ex-wife that she watched the extended editions of Lord of the Rings, all three movies. Okay. If I watched the entire series. She got to see 12 hours worth of awesome movies that she liked, and I got to see whining women, a lot of boobs, and swearing. Okay. It's kind of a trade-off. See, and I've seen exactly zero. I have never seen an episode of Sex and the City. I have no desire to see an episode of Sex and the City. I didn't really desire it either. (laughs) But, um, where are we going on this before we tangent off? John Bon Jovi. John Bon Jovi. He, uh, it, it was an awesome concert. They did all but two of the songs I wanted them to do. I thought it was going to be four of the songs, but then they did the encore and they did two of the four that I still wanted to hear. So awesome. it was great. The only thing I would take and do differently with that Bon Jovi concert is I would have spent more money. So I wasn't literally, I was literally at the, uh, the, the center in Milwaukee, the big one, uh, where Alpine. they play basketball. The, uh, uh, no, Bradley Center. Bradley Center. You were nosebleeds, weren't you? I was so far up, I kid you not, there was three seats between me and the top of the wall. That's awesome. But, I mean, they did so many of the big screens and that kind of stuff that it was fantastic. It was like you were on the floor, but if I ever do another one, I will be on the floor just because of that. Yeah, and side tangent for this one, then we'll get back to this here, too. I've seen quite a few acts. I saw Elton John in concert, who puts on an amazing show, by the way. I can imagine, yeah. Um, Three and a half hours on his own, no opening act. It was it was incredible. Bon Jovi did two and a half hours, no opening act. And so. I was like 50th row on the floor, and he had screens all over the place. So you could actually see that man. Not that you'd really want to watch him because he's not the most attractive dude. <laughs> but that being said, you can see what he's doing, which is fantastic. Um, and that saved me from spending, I want to say the floor tickets that were closer were somewhere in the neighborhood of $200. Oh, yeah. And with classic acts, like even like McCartney came to Des Moines, and the tickets were going for over $250. And like, I get that he's a former Beatle. I get that he did Wings and everything else. But there's nobody that I want to see that bad. Oh, yeah, I agree. I mean, however, that being said, some of my favorite artists I will pay extra for just to see them before they retire because most of my artists are classic rock guys who yeah. are going to retire. I'm, I'm in the same boat in a lot of cases. I mean, I mean, Bon Jovi, though, I mean, they keep going and they keep going. They've been at it for, you know, working on 30 years. Oh, Christ, look at the Rolling Stones. Oh, that's. I think, I'm pretty sure that uh, they're just a bunch of liches. Probably, although they, there's memes about how everybody who died in 2016, they show Keith Richards still alive. Yeah. How? But anyways, <laughs> moving on. What right. do you got next? Uh, my next one is actually um, Prince's Little Red Corvette. 
classic 80s. Speaking of someone who died in 2016. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, that classic uh, arena rock again, you know, he did that kind of... Toe in the line between rock and pop almost. Yeah, yeah. He, and then he did some jazz and he did some R&B. He, he really did it all. Yeah. Uh, but Little Red Corvette would be his, you know, that would be kind of the, the, the classic rock feel now. Um, but when we were kids, it was it was kind of the thing. But the uh, the, the original lyrics are Little Red Corvette, Baby, You're Much Too Fast. Yeah, okay. Okay. And the misheard lyrics are Diddy Dooway, Come Back, Baby, You're Much Too Fat. And now he's scatting, apparently? <laughs> I guess. I, I, you know, I've never heard Prince scat, to be honest with you. But, you know, I suppose it's possible. I don't see why not. There's so much, there's I mean, so much could... stuff that was never put out. Sure. And now that they've somebody's got control of his of his vault, maybe we'll start hearing it. Maybe he's got a whole album of scat. We don't know. I, I would I have to say I'm not a huge Prince fan, but I've seen him do a little Cab Calloway. Okay. Can you imagine Prince doing Minnie the Moocher, for example? Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, it would. And he's actually got the vocal range to do it. I mean, that man has a huge vocal range. Get yeah, it. So um he could do it, I guess. So let's see. Do they make sense? No, not at all. No. The original um, ones, of course, kind of do, but Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, laugh or cringe? I don't think it really did either for me. It was just kind of okay. I can see that it was just kind of a. It is what yeah. it is. Yeah, I I would agree with that. That's not really. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna go with that one. Does not either make me laugh nor cringe. Really, indifference. Yeah, there you go. That's a good one. Well, next one I've got here, and this is I, I listened to the Monkees as when I was younger. Oh yeah. Um, I watched the Monkey Show on Nick at Night. I used to love the Monkey Show. Exactly. And, and it was always Peter. Peter was always the one causing trouble. Oh, yeah. Although, uh, what was it, Mickey, I think? His daughter's an actress who was actually a really gorgeous actress. Okay. Amy Dolan's. And with Mickey, I guess his mom is like something, like has patents for like huge, like I think it's either whiteout or uh, post-its or something. It's really? something huge. That'd be a piece of trivia for another time. But yeah, it, yeah. It's, there's money in that family. Okay. Um, no, it's from the song I'm a Believer, which... Okay. They had a revival with Shrek coming out with Eddie yep. Murphy singing it. Um, the actual lyric is, then I saw her face, now I'm a believer. Okay. Well, the misheard enough. is, then I saw her face, now I'm going to leave her. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh like that because I've heard these before because we talked about them beforehand. But that shit's just funny. Yeah, it is. And it's it's hilarious because you've got two, uh, two sides of the spectrum. You've got the original side with, like, love struck and everything else. I'm like, I saw it. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm so in love. And then it's like a blind date where you see him and you're like, oh, hi. No, I'm not the one you're looking for. I, that, that almost sounds like there might be a story behind that. You ever been on a blind date where you did that? Um, uh, yes and no, but that's a topic for a whole other story. But, and of course, my first comment when I was researching those was, ouch. Yeah, I mean, that, 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 that's pretty rough. <clears throat> do the lyric, do the made up lyrics make sense? Yeah, yes. Actually. I guess. <laughs> They're not um, nice, but they make sense. Right, right. Does the real lyrics make sense? Well, yes. Yeah. Um, this was back when music told a story. Yeah, and it was very... And the Monkees, I'm sorry, I don't know if um, how much you've really looked into it also, but they were kind of pioneers almost. I mean, they weren't really part of the British invasion. I mean, Davy Jones a little bit. Right, right. But at the same time, I mean, they were kind of the boy band of the day. You know, kind of yeah. the... You know, they did have their talents. They did play their instruments. They did write some of their own stuff, but uh, they weren't mainstream, per se. I mean, they were, right. but they weren't. They weren't the Beatles. They weren't the Who. They, they weren't, weren't the Kinks. The Kinks, know, that, that, that very mainstream 
uh, British invasion. Mm-hmm. They were just kind of like the... They were like the second beach landing. Yeah, yeah. So they weren't Omaha Beach. They were just kind of that side one that people yeah. didn't think about. But later on, they were like, you know what? They actually had decent talent. They did. And, and the Beatles did. And they were a fun band. Um, especially if you watched, like, the show. It really showcased the fact that they were kind of funny guys. But they were kids. Yeah. You know, it's just kids doing goofy stuff, you know? I mean, I seem to remember, it's almost like Three Stooges, but as a band. Yeah, Minus kinda. a little bit of the slapstick, but I mean, yeah. like, running around t- town, in fact, that might even be part of the opening credits, on a bed. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, you know, getting back with your, do they make me laugh? Of course they make me laugh. Yeah, that one makes me laugh. That, that, that... one definitely makes me laugh. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Now let's get into the, to that grunge. To grunge, man. Do you remember grunge in the 90s? I was not a part of it, but I do remember it. You didn't like the grunge scene. I was a one-hit wonder when it came to grunge. I could listen to one or two songs, and then I was like, okay, get me back to something else, because it was just, it was all the same. It was, it had the same formulaic stuff. I mean, to me... No, I can, I can see what you're saying. It's, it's almost like everything had like a Nickelback vibe. Because everything sounds the same. If you listen to Pearl Jam, you listen to Nirvana, it's all, woe is me, and I'm going to throw a lot of rough guitar in it. Fair enough. But now I was I was a Nirvana fan, and actually my love of Nirvana started with Weird Al Yankovic. Smells like Nirvana. Yes, of course. I I heard that song and I'm like, oh, I got to listen to the real song. And then I listened to the real song and I'm like, that's really cool. And then I bought the Nevermind album and I'm like, this is all really cool stuff. And then I'm like, what they had an album before this? It was called Bleach, so I went and bought Bleach, and I was like, in utero, and, and in the utero, and I was just, and I was, I was big in Nirvana. Um, just as a side note, did you enjoy Hole as well? I was not a Hole fan. I will put this out there because, it, just in all honesty, I'm not a big female artist follower. I've never, especially in rock and roll. See, and that's where you and I differ. Female lead singers, especially in rock and roll, I love. See, and I, and and I. Don't. I may, I, I may try to turn your uh, change, turn fine. your opinion later on, and that's fine. And I'm willing to listen to anybody. I mean, I do like some women in music, um, uh, country music especially. If that's more conducive to female lead singers, though. it is. I was always a big fan of Annie Lennox and the Eurythmics. Okay, all right. So that I always had that going for me. Um, I don't know if you know the band Four Non Blondes. Oh yeah, love that band. I was okay with that band. Um, uh, you mentioned Eurythmics, and there was one that actually came through, and now I just totally lost it, so continue on. Uh, but anyway, so anyway, the, the what I was saying, getting into the grunge here, uh, Nirvana smells like teen spirit, which anybody knows that if you've ever listened to it more than once, you've heard different words every time. Oh, yeah. But this one, this one actually uh, made me uh, kind of chuckle, I guess. Uh, so the original lyrics are a mulatto, an albino, a mosquito, my libido, with the lights out, it's less dangerous. Right. The misheard lyric that I uh, copied here was a Milano, and I'll bite you, a skater, a burrito, when the light's out, it's a stained dress. That's thoughts going all over. Yeah, I mean, it's like... it's it's That's like... But again, the original was too. It was a mulatto, an albino, a mosquito, and my libido. So it's not like that was all that... No, that's that's very random. I mean, it's like an episode of $25,000 Pyramid just randomly throwing crap <laughs> right, out there. Right, right, right. And, you know, so it, it made me laugh. Do do the made-up lyrics make sense? No. Do not the at original, all. The original ones don't make any sense. Well, yeah, we'll get there. Uh, do they fit the, the, the tempo and everything of the song? Sure, you can sing those words instead of the real ones, and it's going to be fine. Are the Do the real lyrics make sense? No. It was Nirvana. I mean, 
Kurt Cobain was anything, it was not solid. He was, I mean, he was, musically, he was brilliant. I'll give him that. Yes. I'm not a huge Cobain fan, but I can give him props. Musically, he was brilliant. Lyrically, he was off his damn gourd. Right. And that, and that had to do with the scene that he was in at the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you listen to a lot of grunge music, it's, they're, they're all like that. All right, Lou, you get the last one. Oh, boy. And so many left here. Yeah, I know, but we, we got to try to keep this a half hour. That's what we that's what we told people we're giving them. So. All right, so I'm going to use one here, and this one actually I chuckled out loud when I first read, and it was Like a Virgin by Madonna. Okay. The original lyric is, Like a Virgin Touched for the Very First Time. Absolutely. The misheard is, Like a Virgin Touched for the 31st Time. Okay, I have questions. A virgin <laughs> would be, t- well, then again, as long as, it depends on what you define as a virgin. True. I mean, if you're going by penetration, she could be fondled all over the place. And if we know Madonna, she's been fondled all over the place. <laughs> but this is, this is a case of art imitates life. Quite possibly. Because Madonna's kind of a whore. Now, I wouldn't go that far. Um, I would. <laughs> obviously, you just did. <laughs> okay, so, do the, do the lyrics make sense? Not really. I mean, when you, when, when somebody sits down and goes, Virgin touched 31 times. No. No. Do the original lyrics make sense? Yes, yes. absolutely. That's that, that was the whole thing. She was like a virgin, but not really. I mean, actually, if you even listen to the words, it's like a virgin. Not actually, but right. like. Right, like she's like... Un- unless, well, she, unless she's trying to do the whole, just like a virgin who was touched for the very first time. That's adding extra words that, you know... Yeah, those are inferred words that are maybe there, so... Uh, do, do the original words make sense? Yes. That one definitely made me laugh. Oh, absolutely. In fact, they, even my notes, you can even see right here. I just wrote, haha. When I first typed this in, I was at work and I laughed out loud and my cube mate was like, what's so funny? I'm like, I'll show you later. <laughs> All right. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen, episode one, uh, we'll be coming at you weekly with these half hour episodes. Um, we will let you know each week what the next uh, topic will be, except this week because we uh, aren't that far yet. We're not that uh, we're not that much into uh, 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 way of doing things, but it'll get better as it goes along. I promise. So uh, until next time, keep listening to music.